Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Uh, good morning, my name is Ethan. Uh, super glad that you guys are here. We've not get, had a chance to meet. I would love to, to meet you after in the lobby. I grew up with a dad who was like just the most handy kind of dad you'd ever need. Like if you broke your bike, he could fix it. He could fix like small little motors for his like weed eaters, his, his push mower. He could build stuff. He could, he could just fix and do everything. And uh, he would always want to teach me stuff. And what, you know, 10-year-old kid doesn't want to learn carpentry, right? So I would, I would say, no, Dad, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I want to play with my friends. I want to play basketball. I want to play baseball. I don't want to learn how to fix stuff or build stuff. And, and that kind of bit me in the butt when I, uh, when I found out my wife uh, was pregnant. This was about nine years ago. For some reason in my brain, my wife was like, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. And I was like, I have to build something. I must build something with my hands. So what I did, like most construction workers, I went on Pinterest. What's funny about that? Pinterest is manly, right? I went on Pinterest and I'm like, all right, I am going to find something I can build. It's gonna be easy, okay, hopefully. I have this like ingrained in me, like my father has ingrained, maybe I didn't listen, but maybe some of the things he told me, maybe they, maybe they stuck up here. So, and this was at like the height of, um, <laughs> this is the height of like farmhouse chic. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's not over, but it's kind of, it's, it's, it, it's over. It's over. So, sorry if your house is like super farmhouse chic. So I built this. I think I have a picture of it. I built this bench. Look at this little, look at this bench. Look at how nice it is. I know, right? With my own bare hands in my apartment, okay? But here's the problem. It, it looked really nice. You know, like in the picture, it's like, oh, that's cute. That's nice. It's a place I could keep my shoes, put my shoes on. But after a few weeks of use, it started getting a little wobbly. I mean, it looks great, but I don't think the construction, I mean, I don't think the structure itself could really withstand the use. The problem with is it wasn't, it wasn't this area that was the problem. This looks great, I think. It was, it was what was below, it was the foundation of, of my structure that was the problem. I mean, foundations are important. If you ever built a sandcastle, if you've ever built anything out of Legos, if you've, I mean, ever done Jenga? Foundations are important. I mean, this stage, this building, your home has a great foundation. And if it doesn't, you got a problem. Now, there's some, some other things that have foundations as well that aren't just structures. You have, a, you have friendships. Those have foundations of trust. I trust my friends. We're friends. It's a foundation of trust. Your coworkers, maybe there's a foundation of respect. We've built respect, a foundation of respect over time. Maybe with your spouse, there's a foundation of love and commitment. I mean, there's, there's foundations for other things too, like your job. You, you've had a degree or training or experience. You've built up this foundation for your job. 
any high schoolers in the room, you have foundations too. What do you gotta do to go to ninth grade? You gotta go to eighth grade first. You gotta have a foundation of eighth grade before you go to ninth grade. This is true. Anything worth building is worth building on a solid foundation. Anything with a shaky or weak foundation will ultimately crumble or start to wobble. Any relationship, marriage, job, business, or even faith built on a shaky foundation, well, at some point, you'll start to feel it. You'll start to feel the sway and the buckle. You'll start to feel it. In this series, we're talking about faith. We are talking about faith, and faith needs foundation. Faith needs a foundation. In this series, we're taking a very practical look on what it means to have faith. Because I believe this is true of you. You walked in these doors today. I believe, regardless of of, of what you really think about God or the Bible or church, you kind of want to have some sort of faith. Like you're interested in faith in God. And here's here's what we've actually said about about this series. Uh, This faith series is really an acronym. So F, friends who care. A, activating your spiritual gifts. I, important moments. So the, so the F of Friends Who Care, we really, and I'm, I'm going to do a, a selfish plug here in a second, we're going to be kicking off our crews, which are our small groups. And so if you're like, I don't have many good friends, we got them, and we can give you some. They're great to have. They're great to have. Um, the A, Activating Spiritual Gifts. We are today finishing a class on spiritual gifts and how you can find yours and use them. And if you miss that class, we will do that class. Again, important moments. It's looking at the good and the bad of life and how God uses those moments. This entire series is ultimately about building a foundation for your faith. Now, actually, Jesus, and I'm not going to tell you what T is right now. You got to wait just a second longer. Jesus talks about foundations. He does. He talks about foundations when he was teaching, and this is what he says about foundations. He says this in Matthew 7, 24. He says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them, hears the words. Everyone who hears the words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on, on the rock, who built his house on the rock. Sounds great. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Yes, I built my house on the rock. The rain and the winds came. My house stood. But then he says this, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them, does not do them. They hear them, do not do them. Sounds like my children. Will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Built his house in the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Jesus is telling the listeners, build your house on something worth building it on. Build it on my teachings. So the T in faith, this acronym, is teaching that connects. Teaching that connects. Now I'm gonna, 
I'm not gonna use the word teaching a ton today. I'm actually gonna use another T word, which works really well. I'm gonna use the word theology today. Now, theology, uh, for me, sometimes it's scary. It's like theology, it's, it's, that's for people who are really, 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 really smart. But really, theology is simple. It's this, the study of the nature of God and religious belief. So it's the study of God. I mean, this word can excite some people and it can make others feel a little, you know, inadequate. So today, my hope for today is this, that we would talk about, that we would talk about our knowledge for God and why it's so important, why the Bible is so important. And some of you may be thinking this, and rightfully so, you may be thinking, hey, Ethan, that's cool, that sounds great, but I thought that Christianity was about love right? It's all about like love and loving people, loving God and loving people. I thought Christianity was about like a relationship. Why are you bringing knowledge into this? If it's about a relationship with God and and, and loving other people, then why are you bringing theology into this? Maybe you're asking this question. Can I just love God and love people without theology? Simple, no. You cannot. Every relationship you have, think about all the relationships that you have, they have some sort of foundation of knowledge of the other person. You can't love someone without knowledge of them, and the relationship you have with God is no different. It's no different. So I want to give us three main reasons of why theology is so important. Why the knowledge of God And his word is so important for you and me today. The first thing is this. Theology matters to God. It actually matters to him. As we see in Matthew 7, those who listened to Jesus' teachings were wise and put them into practice. They listened and they put them into the practice were wise. Those who did not were foolish. Now, Jesus came to love and to serve. Jesus came to heal and to teach. He came to live and to die for our sins. But he talked about scripture. He quotes Psalms and Deuteronomy and Exodus and Isaiah and other prophets. He quoted scripture all the time. Now, you may have said this, and I've probably said this at some point in my life. You may have said, I'm all about Jesus, but I'm not just, I'm not really about the Bible. I'm all about Jesus, but not really about the Bible. Or I'm all about Jesus, but the Old Testament, it's kind of weird. Or I'm all about Jesus, but I don't like that part. I only like that part. What Jesus was actually all about theology. Do I have any uh, sneakerheads in the room? Yeah, a couple, a couple sneakerheads. So there's this trend now, I don't know if you know this, there's this trend now where people buy shoes that are far too expensive and they never wear them. <clears throat> now, I grew up in an era where if you bought a new pair of shoes, you wore them out of the store. Remember this? Because you were, you were like, like people knew you left finish line, that that guy just got a new pair of shoes because he's wearing them. It was awesome. You run so fast. It's my son, Liam. <clears throat> He has so many pairs of really cool shoes and he never wears them. Never. Like he has this one pair that he just like never 
he's never worn before. And he thinks in his mind, and he actually may one day, make like $10 million off this pair of shoes. But I'm like, what's really gonna happen is you're gonna outgrow them and I'm gonna give them to your brother. But I'm like, dude, why? Just wear your shoes. You have them. They're nice. They were expensive. Just wear them. You don't have to wear them on a rainy day, but just wear your shoes. Sometimes I wonder if God is like that with me. If he's like, hey, I gave you a brain. Use it. I gave you, you're like, how do I live? How do I love? How do I, how do I treat people? It's like, I told you how to do it. I gave it to you right there. You're just not using it. You're just not using it. He gave us a brain to use. He gave us his word to know. If you want to know what God is like, it's right there. It's right here. And if I ever today sound like I'm yelling or fussing, trust me, it's just back at myself. It's right here. Want to know what God's like? He's right there. He's, you can learn everything you need to know about him right there. Want to know how to live? Right here. How to be wise? Right here. How to love and treat people and serve people? Right here. It's right there. And if we're wanting to grow in our relationship with God, and I would bet because you're here, regardless of where you are in that relationship, you want it to grow a little bit, maybe a lot of bit. We have to start here right here. The second thing is this. Theology actually matters to faith. Now, contrary to what you maybe grew up knowing <clears throat> or being told, Christianity, it's not, a, not just a blind faith. Sure, there's some things that we, we may never know, but it's not a blind faith. There are a lot of things that we actually can know. Now, you all walked in here today and you all sat down in those chairs. None of you that I saw, none of you tested the chair to make sure it would hold your weight or made sure that the, the, the structure was fine or the integrity of the chair was up to your standards. No, you walked in and you probably saw this beautiful building and you thought, maybe subconsciously you thought, yeah, these are nice chairs. And you sat down. You sat down in the chair. You had faith, but also knowledge. It sat down, you sat down on it before maybe, and it held your weight. You have knowledge and you have faith together. They can live together. Now in the Gospels, we see this, this guy named Thomas. Now Thomas was super cool because he was a, a disciple and he probably saw some amazing things. I mean, he saw sick people being healed and he saw uh, sight being brought back to blind people. He saw some wild stuff. You see, Thomas has been nicknamed Doubting Thomas. He's been called Doubting Thomas. So after Jesus' resurrection, Jesus appears to several people. And then he appears to a group of disciples. And this is where we're going to pick up in John 20. This is what it says about Thomas. Now, Thomas was one of the 12, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. We've seen the Lord. Now, let's just pause there for a second. He wasn't there. His friends saw this. Okay. That's kind of, I mean, it's, let's just be honest for a second. It's crazy. Like if you, someone you knew died and then your brother or sister was like, hey, I saw them the other day at the, at the, the grocery store. You'd be like, no, you didn't. 
I saw them die. But he said to them, unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and they'll place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hand into his side, I will never believe. I mean, don't, for, don't forget about the fact that he saw this man, Jesus, beaten, crucified, stabbed, put into a tomb, and a giant boulder rolled across the entrance. Why would he believe that they saw him? I think we need to give Thomas a, a break. And this is what it says. Eight days later, his disciples were inside again, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Who have not seen and yet believed. Thomas reminds us, Thomas reminds me that, that faith and evidence are not enemies. They're not. Faith and evidence can live in the same world. Thomas reminds me and reminds us that we're not all the same. That when it comes to knowledge, when it comes to faith, when it comes to evidence that we're not all the same, some of us need to ask some more questions. Some of us are skeptical. Some of us are doubters. Some of us need to study more or read more or listen more. Jesus did not shame Thomas for wanting to see more evidence. He didn't shame him. He said, no, I want you to touch my hands. I want you to touch my side. I want you to believe. And if this is what it takes, I'm not shaming you. The others believe, but I want you to touch my hands. He did not shame Thomas for wanting to see more evidence. Now another selfish plug. You ready for it? Thomas doubted within community. I think there's a problem uh, in, our, in our society right now where it's like, oh, I have questions. I'm gonna leave church and figure those out. Thomas stayed. So if you have questions, you don't need to leave. We want you to stay. We think crews and small groups are the place to ask your questions and find those answers because you're not going to be ashamed for saying, hey, I've got questions. Hey, I need more evidence. Hey, I need to touch those hands. My kids are starting um, school on Monday, I think, I hope. It's been the longest summer of my life. I swear it's going to start and it's going to be a Christmas break. Two weeks. But they're starting a new school and, and like I'm nervous and they're nervous and Emily's nervous. Like we're all just a little nervous because it's new, you know. Now, do I have faith that those teachers and that staff will care for my kids to the best of their abilities, that will teach them, that will protect them? I do. I have that faith that they, they have the be their, their best interests in mind. I have that faith, but I still want to see their classroom. I'm going to open house. I still want to meet the teachers. I still want to see the curriculum. I still want to ask my questions. I still want to see emails. 
faith and evidence can live together. They can live together. That doesn't make me a doubting Ethan. Don't call me that, please. (laughs) The same is true of our faith. Faith and evidence can live together. The third thing is this. Theology matters to love. This whole time, maybe you were thinking like, yeah, this, is, this, this, this religion is all about love and peace and grace and joy and happiness and there's like butterflies everywhere. Why are you bringing head knowledge into this? Why are you bringing head knowledge into this? Well, there's a, there's a moment in, in Mark's gospel where, where Jesus has this encounter with this lawyer and, and the lawyer asks him, hey, which of the, of the commandments is the greatest one? I want to know which one is the greatest one. Now, I, I've talked about this so many times. In this room, I've talked about this verse so many times. And, and I usually talk about this to explain how we should love one another. But there's one piece that I usually skip right over. And it's this. This is what Jesus responds to him. He said, you shall love the Lord your God. This is the greatest thing that you can do in this life. The greatest thing that you can do. You can love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. We skip over that. With all your mind. With all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. I got to read this, right? I got to. Love the Lord or love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other greater, greater commandment than these. With all your mind. Love your God with all your mind. Knowledge is important to love. Think of your friendships and your relationships. Your level of love for that person is likely connected to the depth of your knowledge of that person. You just met someone, you're like, I love that guy. You don't know much about him. He's he's a cool guy. He's my friend. Now, you've been friends for 20 years. Like, I love that guy. We've seen stuff together. We know stuff about each other. There's a connection there. I mean, how could you say, I love someone, but I don't know anything about them? That's creepy. <laughs> when I first started dating Emily, I was like, I'm in love. I'm in love. I want to scream it from the mountaintops. And my parents were like, that's cool. Tell me about her. And I'm like, I think her favorite color is yellow, but maybe pink. I don't know. I didn't know a lot about her. But, but 10 years into this, I can tell when she, like, I can tell, like, by the way she pulls into the driveway if she's had a bad day or not. You know what I'm saying? A little extra whip. Like, y'all better hide. Mom had a bad day. And I would imagine 10 years from now, it's going to be even deeper. My knowledge for her is going to be even deeper. It's going to grow because my love for her will grow. We cannot love without knowledge. It's impossible to love without knowledge. Want to grow closer to God? I do. We need to learn more about him. Want to love people? Love them well? Same thing. Learn more about them. Learn more about them. Theology matters to love. That's why we can love God with our entire mind. We can love God with our mind. Now, have you ever considered this question? What is your faith built on? What's your faith built on? 
I can't believe I, I, this, this thing stood the entire time. Because for me, up until about, I don't know, maybe even a few years ago, my faith was just kind of built on, well, you know, I, I grew up believing this. So it's true, right? Like, I, like my, I grew up going to church, and it, it was just true. But, you know, if you start to, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be scary. If it's, if, if it's, if that's true, like you just believe what you believe because you always believed it and not really researched it, then like that's, I don't know if that's a good foundation at all, you know? And uh, maybe you grew up believing what your parents believe because of course you trust your parents and they, they're smart, you know, they're, it's totally fine. So when you guys play Jenga, do you play four down or five down? Three? What is wrong with you? You always win, right? And I mean, like I had a friend who told me this stuff about God and it sounded cool because my friend's smart. So I'm going to like throw that into the mix too. And um, yeah, that sounds great. What if I was really good at this game and I just played this for like the next 30 minutes <laughs> and y'all had to watch me play myself? Well, I saw this on the internet and the internet is always right. Whoa. The internet's always right, right? Uh, or I saw this on Instagram or Facebook, and it's always true. Or there was that one pastor that I, I went to his church in my early 20s, but he was kind of crazy, and he, he's now prison for tax evasion. But he said, whoa, no, 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 not that one. I got more analogies. I can't, I can't afford it to fall right now. He said it was, he said this was true. And I've got that one friend that I trust. She wears crystals and smells like essential oil, but <laughs> she's... Let's build our faith on that. And, and you start to build, and you start to build, and it's like this, all these experiences, and then something happens, and, and something big happens, and, and, and then you're just like, I, I don't know what else to do because my faith was never really built on much. My faith was built on something that somebody said one time, or my faith was built on that thing at church that I, I, I maybe heard right, I'm not sure if I actually even heard it or, or I just saw it online or I just heard it here or heard it there. And now, well, I don't really have much faith at all. I, I don't have much faith at all. I'm left with these broken pieces here because my faith wasn't actually built on anything worth building on. It wasn't built on on this. It wasn't built on God, just other things. Your faith, my faith, must be built on the knowledge, confidence, and trust in Jesus. Everything else is building on sand. And when the winds and the rain and the flood of life come and hit your faith, you're left with this. Your faith is left like this. So I want to give you some very practical, very practical next steps. Because like I said before, I, I believe that we all want to grow our faith. That's why we're here. We want to grow our faith. Whether it's, it's a baby faith right now, or it's a no faith, or it's a big faith, we all want to grow our faith in something that we can really build our life on. I believe that's true of you because it's true of me. So if you really want to grow your faith, learn. Grow in your knowledge. Read your Bible. 
And like I said before, I'm only fussing at myself. If you want to know something about God, it's right there. Listen to solid teaching. Listen to it. Apply it. And not just on Sundays. Listen to podcasts, trusted ones, and books, and, and, and read books or listen to books. I, no judgment here. Read blogs, but make sure you can trust the information. But at the end of the day, all that is only supporting this. Make sure it supports this. Now, one more question. When you're watching a movie and, and you see, see an actor that you know, and you're like, oh, that guy's in something. How many people immediately Google it? Okay. Yeah, of course. How many people, you're like, I guess I'll just never know. <laughs> yeah, right? Really? <laughs> it's just like not sleeping at night. It's wide awake. It's 3 a.m. I don't know what he's in. No, of course you look it up. You got to look it up. You're not satisfied without knowing what it, who, where, where that guy's from. What, was, what else was he in? You're not satisfied until you, oh yeah, that's right. He was in that other series that I watched. Now, 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 now I'm back. Now I'm back. The same thing exists in this world. If, if you're unsatisfied with not knowing, figure it out. Read. Phil said one of the most in, incredible things this week. He said, be curious. Be curious about the Bible. Ask questions and find the answers. But when you read and when you research and when you listen, please be skeptical. Ask more questions. Make sure Jesus is at the center of it. Make sure it is against what the Bible teaches. Make sure it, it's for the Bible. Make sure it's not manipulating you or overly emotional. Make sure when you're listening and learning and researching that Jesus is the hero. That Jesus is the hero. Build your house on something that lasts. Please. Because I don't know about you, but I have tried to build my life on a lot of things. And that is always the outcome. Always the outcome. Now, as you build your life, you'll be offered next steps. You're always offered next steps. I want to pray for us. God, thank you for loving us so much and so well. Thank you for sending Jesus to live and to die and to show us who you are, to teach us who you are. I pray that we, we learn and we grow and we research because we know that as we build faith, it has to have a foundation of something. Allow us, God, to build our lives on something that lasts, on you. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.